Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. We are powered by the Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. This podcast is our eddy in the rushing waters of local journalism. We are glad that you're taking some of your time to listen to us chat with the people who shape our local community. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Remax Key Properties, a family-owned, full-service real estate brokerage specializing in residential, luxury, commercial, new construction, and ranch and land properties. Their new state-of-the-art facility at 42 Greenwood Avenue is a modern, collaborative space and the new home of the Ben Don't Break podcast recording studio. I'm Donna Britt, the Source Weekly Food Editor, and with me right now is Jessica Dunaway, and she is the founder and head baker at One <laughs> Loaf, and if you don't know what that is, you're going to learn about it right now. Hi, Jessica. Hi. So tell me what One Loaf is. So One Loaf is a micro bakery, a domestic bakery, I'm currently licensed out of our home, um, and we are baking like genuine sourdough bread. Uh, we currently have one loaf that we make. And um, you can find it uh, if you order a side of bread at San Simone or Flamingo Room here in Bend. Or if you're looking to buy a loaf, uh, Nancy down at Wild Pills Provisions gets the bread a couple of times a week. Um, and we're just a small operation looking to connect with people, really. So I didn't realize until just now that you had come from the food industry. For some reason, I thought you had come from another area. But uh, what made you decide to do your own thing? Um, I think the food industry was just, honestly, it was kind of a fun thing I did after college. Um, but I enjoyed it so much, I stuck with it for a lot of years. Um, my background was actually child development. I was a preschool teacher. I'm a mom now. I started baking sourdough. Honestly, it was it was just a challenge. One day, my husband, John, looked at me and said, why don't you try it? And I decided to accept the challenge, and I started learning about how does a sourdough starter work? How does sourdough, how do we make sourdough bread? I started watching videos and reading blogs and stumbled upon this particular loaf that we love, which is, I call it like a classic San Francisco white sourdough. And we started sharing it with people. I started giving it to the neighbor and giving it to friends and giving it to the teachers at the school. It was just a fun thing to be able to offer people. And they started saying, why aren't you selling this? Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think, John and I were like, could we sell it? Maybe. And then he had been working at San Simone and we knew the owners, Brian and Ashley. And one day he said, hey, do you want to buy bread from us? And they said, go get licensed. And so that was sort of, that's sort of how it all started. You know, I hear so many stories like that here in our community. There, We have a lot of makers and a lot of food makers mm -hmm. of all different sorts. And yeah. so many stories start sort of unexpectedly. You know, one thing leads to another. Well, yeah. I made this and everybody liked it. And so I just took one, you know, put one foot in front of the other. And then all of a sudden you're, you're doing something. Yeah. It's a business. So it's just you and your husband and, but you're just, are you doing all the baking? I'm doing the baking right now. Yeah. John has been kind of running the background business side of things. He helps with like invoicing and, um, helped build a website. Um, every now and then he gets his hands in the dough and I'm like, Hey, can you come mix this for me? Um, or we'll help with deliveries. But for the most part, it's, it's been my kind of my baby. So how long have you been doing it now? Let's see. We officially started selling bread in May. So it's just been since 
So six, six months in, Mm -hmm. are you, do you ever wake up and say, Oh my God, I have to bake bread today. Is that, has that happened yet? Um, (laughs) not uh, honestly that I think I was sick one month or month for a few days, um, this summer. And I, I did not want to get up and do anything. Right. And so, and is there any way to get ahead? I mean, can you, with this particular recipe, can you get ahead? Can you like freeze before you proof or after you proof or anything? Or do you, do you like to just make everything fresh as I've possible? I've kind of been doing it as fresh as possible. Sure. We, we've made a couple, like cut, tried a couple times where we do a longer cold proof to yeah. give us a, like our nephew graduated from high school, our niece and nephew, and we wanted to go see that. And so we're like, how can we make this work? And I did a longer cold proof and the bread turned out fine. Um, but for the, for the most part, no, we haven't figured out a system that with freezing, it's right to experiment with still. So, so you're, you're, you're baking your one loaf and your name is one loaf. Um, (laughs) but seriously, do you think you're going to do anything but the one loaf? Uh, I've been experimenting with different shapes. Um, it's been really fun to take this dough and try and form like a baguette with mm-hmm. the dough or a larger sandwich loaf. Um, one of the things that I think we'll probably follow through with is like a, lo- a sandwich loaf that we bake in a loaf pan. Right. Um, and it's working with this dough. It changes the crumb a little bit, but it's still really good. And it makes it a little easier to slice for sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's a fine line between um, trying to do more to satisfy people and then mm-hmm. And, and, and saying, okay, well, this is just what we do. And this is only what we do. You have to find that sweet spot. Yeah. I would think. No, that's absolutely. I mean, it's sort of a, for, for the time being, it's does how I want it to fit with the family that we have. Like our kids are all in grade school or younger and, um, and keeping a flow that doesn't disrupt things too much, but also. Like I, I enjoy the rhythm that this brings mm-hmm. and the routine that it brings mm-hmm. um, for me. Part of, I think, what took me by surprise when I started making sourdough was how much I would enjoy the process. Right. And the like having my hands in the dough and feeling it change um, as the day progressed mm-hmm. um, and just each little step like whether it was mixing the starter into the water and then my flour and then watching it grow and then dividing it. Like every little piece I mm-hmm. seem, I, I really enjoy. The process. You like the, the process. process. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, I feel like it's provided a rhythm that I was looking for, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a rhythm, a routine. And I didn't, realize that I could do something kind of outside of myself mm-hmm. to provide that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that um, fun? And then, yeah. And then I see how it then sort of just has this trickle down effect um, for my family as well. Like, sure. Yeah. Well, cause if, if you're feeling that groundedness and experiencing it, it's, it, it is going to trickle to your family. Yeah. That's, that's what happens with moms and dads too. Like that's my mom looked at me and was like, well, you're passionate about it. And I was like, I'm not passionate about bread. It's just, and I started going into what I was just right. saying to you about the rhythm. And then I was like, and I can, and I can give it to people. And she's like, yeah, I think that's passion. Wait. Well, <laughs> and it is, and it, it is, it, but you're passionate about the process, which yeah. is, I think, key. If you mm-hmm. talk to anybody who's an artist, mm-hmm. you know, um, who creates things, they talk about 
you got to like the process. If you just are excited about what's finished, the finished product, it's not going to sustain you or even writing, being a writer, you have to be good with the process because you don't just sit down and write, you know, a novel in one fell swoop or whatever, even an article, you have to know that you're going, they're going to be revisions and changes. And it's, it's the same way with, with making food or baking bread in your case, particularly because it it is a process. And the, and, and if you embrace the process, then there you go. It's like, like the journey, not the destination, right? It's the same thing. (laughs) There's something, um, cause I've always loved to bake and I've Mm -hmm. baked bread and, and different things. There's something very, uh, grounding about, about touching the bread and, and, and working with yeast and flour. And it's, it's alive kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, I interviewed a, a guy who made pizzas once and he did all of his, you know, pizza crust homemade and, and it by or made from scratch. And he would say, you got to listen to your dough. <laughs> and I said, what? But it's true. I mean, yeah. it, and, and different things can, it seems like every day it maybe feels a little different or you just kind of have to tune in. It isn't like an exact, it is, isn't like, okay, it takes exactly 44 minutes to rise or whatever. No, it's a, it doesn't. You have to, <laughs> you, you have to be flexible. Like some days, and it, it might even just be that my measurements are a little different mm-hmm. or the climate, like it's foggy today. I noticed right. my dough isn't rising as fast as it normally does. With right. the wetter climate, it's colder. Um, but yeah, learning to, you, you, I'm starting to just feel the dough now. I can yeah. tell like, no, it's too wet or it's too dry. Or with forming loaves, like it's it's less about the folds and how the technique and more about like, okay, does the dough feel right? Is it soft mm-hmm. enough? Is it, has it, is it too hard? Like what yeah. am I feeling? Yeah. Um, and it's very, yeah, it's, a, it's like a, it's so felt. It is a felt thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just wrote an article about uh, pie pastry, mm-hmm. um, just you know, leading up to the big Thanksgiving and all that, and 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 how you know I've always liked to make pie dough, but I've spent my whole life making it, and sometimes they turn out perfect and flaky, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh my god, I love your pie crust, and other times it there it's like chewing leather, and I use the same ingredients and the same recipe, um, but so many things come into play when you're when you're dealing with with baking. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, to me, it's fascinating and interesting. I think it frustrates some people, but it sounds like you've, you're not frustrated by it. You're challenged by it. Yeah. It almost feels like a, an art. Like, it is. It's kind of like working with clay or any other mm-hmm. like medium. Mm-hmm. Um, if you work with it long enough, you kind of learn it. And I don't even know if I could, uh, I feel like teaching it would even be hard. It's not exactly like some people want to be really scientific about how right. to do sourdough. Right. And that's that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who, during the pandemic, she uh-huh. got into making sourdough and ended up going to San Francisco and doing this whole class. Yeah. And she's still making it, and hers is really good too. She's not selling it; she's just doing it for fun. Yeah. But I think it, it it's 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 good for your soul in some kind of way. I think it's good for people yeah. to 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 make it themselves or eat it, eat bread that someone else has made that you know. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, and, and that's I think been part of what's been so fun about this mm-hmm. is I keep pointing to the bread that's sitting yeah we have it. a beautiful <laughs> loaf of bread over there I'm not going to share it <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been it's this it's kind of like giving someone a hug yeah you know there's something personal there's you've had to invest some level of like time and care 
Um, and I feel like it's almost this like unspoken, like I, I care about you. I love you. Yeah. Um, or it's nice to meet you. I, I, you know, like it's, it's a way to connect with people, be they someone that you're intimate with or not. Like, yeah, it's a, it's been a neat community builder. I think food in general is that way. At least that was my family culture and that's how I approach it. Um, but I think when you think about bread, what a basic, basic food. I mean, really something that people have been doing in one form or another, Mm -hmm. um, since the beginning of people from what I can, you know, research and find out about. So what a, what a wonderful basic thing, you know, daily bread. So I just, I just love it. So talk about how, how it does work with your family. Do the kids get involved in any kind of way? As far as the business goes, they're technically not supposed to be involved Sure, like a domestic bakery. Um, they're super excited about it though. It's something that I hear them like telling people about. Um, I definitely will have little bits of extra dough that I'll toss. Like my four-year-old loves to stand at the opposite counter and like form her own little loaf. Oh, nice. Um, which is really fun. But then it, it just flows with our family rhythm. Like I get up and I bake in the morning. And then as I'm finishing that, the kids are getting up and we're making breakfast and spending, spending the morning together and then right. to school. And then my four-year-old often delivers bread with me afterwards. Nice. Um, and so there's just sort of this like rhythm and flow that happens with with the baking. So what, what are you thinking going forward as you look into the, the winter months and coming up on your year anniversary in the spring? What kind of plans do you have? One of the things that we're looking at setting up is just a, like a subscription for purchasing bread. Oh, I have good more idea. and more people that are, hey, can I pick up a loaf on this day or that day? Or I have a couple people that like they have a weekly day that they pick up bread is what if we put together some kind of subscription program where people could just like pay online? They get uh, they have a day that they pick up. Yeah. Um. And for now, like it's been working for people to come by our house. It's mostly like people from our neighborhood. Um. But then even like having a pickup location is one of the things we've talked about. Is there a a, a venue here in town where where people right. can do that? Like right. it's always going to kind of like our. Uh, uh, farmers, is it sure. CSA? I'm yes. not sure if I'm using the right term there. Yeah. But yeah, just like a regular pickup spot for, yeah. for bread. This is the day. Here's the time. Come and get your bread. I do like it that, that more and more, especially here where we live, which is part of why I like living here is, is we're starting to get more connected with our local makers and growers and, 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 uh, food providers and farmers so that we can ranchers so that we can get our food from, from right here. Mm -hmm. And it just feels good. It feels more sustainable. It feels healthier, honestly. You know, I think we, we all have had our, um, we've all had our carb moments where we're like, wow, I can't eat bread and I can't have this and I can't have that. (laughs) And hopefully we're all working through that. And some people genuinely can't, you know, because of, of, of their own systems and their body. But I feel like to me, if I'm eating bread that you baked and you live right down the street to me, that feels like it's nourishing me in a different way. Maybe that's just my imagination, but that's really what I believe. Yeah. You think so? I, I think <laughs> there's something to that. I think it's sort of like our neighbor calling us and saying, our apple tree's overflowing. Can I drop off apples? Sure. And there's this, this like, of course, bring the apples and you make applesauce or whatever it is and you send a jar back. Like there's something, it's, 
I think it's almost more nourishing than the food itself. Yes. I think it's it's that human connection piece. I mean, you can go to yeah. the grocery store and yeah, you're going to have some interaction with people. Um, and you can even buy a local product. But I feel like, I don't know, there's something about these smaller ventures yeah. that that connect us to. And that feels good. I think it's what we're all starving for. I think, mm-hmm. especially after going through that, those few years of not of having to be more isolated. I think yeah. we're realizing how important that is for all of us mm-hmm. um, to have that kind of connection, you know? Yeah. And, and if you can uh, share food while you're doing it, I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think this is going to be like, is this your job now? I mean, you're not wanting to yeah, do anything for else? now. No, that's yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it, it's, it's funny, John and I've been talking about um, just work and business and sometimes you start something and it's going to grow into something big. Right. Sometimes it's maybe a stepping stone into whatever the next thing is. Sure. And, and I don't know, but I'm really open to like, if whatever, if I get more and more interest and it continues to grow and it turns into a big bakery. Great. Yeah. Um, and if this is just the thing that I get to do right now and I'm enjoying it, I'm going to do that and we'll see what comes along. See, I love that because that's really non-attachment. And if we can have that, non-attachment I think that's when good things happen because you are open and and we because you can't always see into the future you can plan but Mm -hmm. you just don't know and a lot of the best things I think come when we're not expecting them or they come from something that that it's often a surprise right where you're just like oh my gosh I didn't see that coming but that's wonderful Mm -hmm. so good for you for 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 not saying oh I want it to be this and it has to be this way or that way um because I think that just allows for more opportunity. Thanks. So did you, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in Redmond. Oh, so you're a hometown girl. Yeah. Born and raised in Redmond. John was born in Bend, raised in Prineville. That's awesome. And then I went to the community college and I've been in Bend. That's great. That's great. (laughs) See, that's even more reason for people to get your bread. Are are you maxed out or do you need more people to buy bread? Like I I want you to plug it. No, I can keep going. You can keep going? All right. So we can say, hey, look you up. (laughs) You have a beautiful, simple website, which I love, Mm -hmm. which is very direct and it tells you, you know, how to get a hold of you and what to do. And um, how how can people best connect with you? I would say, so our website, which is uh, oneloafbend.com. Um, there's phone number, email contact, or Instagram has yeah. been a great resource. Yeah. Um, I've actually met quite a few people um, on Instagram. Isn't that something? Yeah. I just love that. I mean, that's the positive thing about social media is mm-hmm. is people who are doing their 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 small businesses and they can connect with each other and it's yeah. free advertising really. And I just think that's a beautiful thing about it. Yeah. I really do. And your bread is wonderful. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's really good. And so, example, you brought a loaf. Thank you for bringing that loaf. Yeah. Um, and how long does it keep? And what's the best way to keep bread? So when it's in its whole loaf form, I would say day of, just let it sit on the counter. Like the okay. crust is going to protect it for the most part. Um, after that, I usually throw it in a Ziploc okay. um, or like plastic wrap. You can wrap it in paper too. Um, it'll dry out a little faster. Um, but once again, like, keeping it out on the counter. I don't usually tuck it in the fridge. It does freeze, which is nice. So every now and then if I have an extra loaf at the end of the day, I'll throw that in the freezer. I would say the first two days are probably best for just like making a sandwich, eating a slice of bread with butter. After that, toast it, grill it. Right. um, Make it into croutons. Like you can do a lot of different things with bread. Right. 
And then as far as that frozen loaf goes, you can pull that out, set it on your counter and let it thaw. And then if you heat your oven to about 400 degrees, rinse the outside of that loaf with a little water and pop it in the oven like five, 10 minutes, it'll recrisp it. What? And it's not going to be like day of bread, but you're going to have a pretty nice loaf of bread. That's fantastic. Which is kind of cool. That's very cool. That's very <laughs> it's cool. Like, it's like a, a sourdough baker's magic trick. I've watched it, ah. several videos where they're like, you can do it one time. You can't do it more than once. Right, but one time. But one time. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm super excited for you. I think you're doing a beautiful thing, and I can tell you're doing it from your heart, which mm-hmm. then makes it taste so much better. <laughs> um, so I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. And I hope you just keep baking and it keeps it keeps happening. Thank you. You've been listening to the Ben Don't Break podcast powered by The Source Weekly. To read, hear, and see more of what we do, go to bensource.com. <laughs>